What is up, everybody? We are back with another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today we're looking ahead to the PFL Europe 3 card coming up from Paris, France on September 30th. And I'll tell you what, this card is absolutely stacked from top to bottom. If you watch my top five fights for September, I kind of cheated a little bit and I put this kind of whole card as, as one of my top five fights. I, I am just fascinated by this card. I'm fascinated by how stacked it is. I'm fascinated by a lot of the fights, but I'm also fascinated by like how you almost up this <laughs> because uh, we are uh, we have built our card in Dublin this weekend, but we have another Dublin card coming up towards the end of the year, and it's the PFL finale. This is the PFL playoffs, and uh, it's a great it's a great time for Irish MMA to be honest, and it's a, it's a great time for uh, people watching MMA in Ireland because we're going to have some good stuff coming up here uh, this weekend, but in December as well. If this card is anything to go by, and like the level of talent, and uh, maybe you know maybe people in the states. Uh, would look at this card and go, maybe, you know, maybe I don't know all of them. Maybe I've heard of a few people. I've heard, you know, UFC are going to sign Cedric Dumbe. And, you know, maybe you've heard of one or two of the, the fighters. I'll tell you what, though. The level of talent on this in terms of um, up-and-coming prospects is, is massive. It is massive. It might be... One of the biggest cards ever in terms of that. Like, there's been some great cards down the, you know, down through the years with European talent, uh, talent on it. The Cage Warriors do it <laughs> regularly. Let's be honest, Bellator have done it recently. You know, Bama even back in the day and so much. But this, this one, this one stands up near any of them. To be honest, this is a really, really, really good card. Like, just quickly going through it, like the top two, right? Outside of tournaments, with Cedric Tumbe, who people know a lot about. I'll, I'll get into that fight in a minute. Uh, the Lazy King is in this. Um, one of the top prospects, Simeon Powell, Dakota Cheva, another one of the top prospects in the world. Franz Malambo, he's, I don't know if you call him a prospect now, he's been around a long time. He was a tour- uh, the tournament champion over in... Um, over in Combatches, he's won titles in Europe. Um, he, he was in Bellator. He probably never should have been let go by Bellator. His opponent, Newsy, very good. Dylan Took, again, a guy who has had his ups and downs, but his performance last time out. John Mitchell looks a really good prospect out of Ireland. Ali Taleb. I'll tell you what, Ali Taleb. Let me talk about him in a minute, but this guy is legit as they come. Chanel Dyer as well. Uh, Valentina Scatizzi, the, the people in SPG tell me she's very, very good. And those are all like like sometimes you can pick out maybe two or three prospects. Everyone I named there, I genuinely believe they could become a contender to championship level. Like they're that level of prospect. All obviously all of them won't become that. But I wouldn't be shocked if any singular one, two, three, four, or five of them did become that in the future. That's how good this card is. It's really, really, really good. And there's a couple of names there I haven't even mentioned yet, who I'll get to in a second. Um, honestly, and now I'd, I'd come on here, and usually I'm pretty positive about the cards, and, you know, especially we're going watching them, like, we'll have a bit of enjoyment there, but I'll be honest with you as well, like, I will be honest with you, if it's not a good card, or if it's, you know, if there's one or two good fights, I'll pick out the one or two good fights and concentrate on them, whatever it might be. But this one is a real, real barn burner of a card. A real, like, I'm going to watch this card, I'm going to watch it closely, because in five years' time, you can kind of say, well, I watched him when he was five fights, ten fights, seven fights into his career or her career. 
that to me that is really one of these cards and it's it's fantastic and uh, let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about here and uh the next half an hour should be jam-packed with um information and uh and chat and all the rest of it so let's go from the top to the bottom um cedric dumba against uh jordan zebo um Look, I, I remember talking to recently, and I, I a lot of people you know know a lot about Cedric Dumba involved in the kickboxing on as you you've heard me talking about before. I'm not the biggest. Uh, I li- I like kickboxing, right? But I'm not I, I'm not following it all the time, and I don't I don't know Cedric Dumba a lot. But I, I went and watched him, and by God, am I excited about watching him, <laughs> watching him fight? Um, he's a ferocious beast of a man of a fighter. Um, I watched his fight with Pavel Klimas. Uh, um, and that happened in March of this year. Now, look, if you were to analyze Cedric Dumbe straight down the middle and be a bit harsh about it, you would say, well, he's not exactly the finished article. You know, he got taken down a couple of times in that fight and he kind of used his his athleticism and his, his strength and his speed to kind of get out of those sort of things, uh, which is not the, <laughs> which is not maybe the best thing to do you should be using your technique and all of that now that will come you know he's only uh been a, a pro since 2021 after coming from the kickboxing world um but he is such a ferocious athlete he's such a good technical puncher power puncher um uh how, how would you like wild puncher that he'll get him through almost everything and not just get him through almost everything it'll probably get him past almost everyone at this sort of level. Um, he is brilliant. Like He is so, so good. His opponent, Jordan Zebo, uh, do you know what? He's pretty He's pretty good too. Watching a couple of his fights, he's a wild striker, throws big shots. You, sometimes, you know, you, you go and watch him and you think, okay, he's the... He is the uh, the kickboxer. Let's look for someone who has a few takedowns, a bit of wrestling. Um... I wouldn't say Zebo has loads of wrestling, but if you go and look at him up on YouTube, as I'm sure everyone who's who's uh, preparing for this card did, one of the first thing you'll you one of the first things you will see is a highlight of him picking a guy up and slamming him down onto the uh, onto the canvas. So he can do it, right? And watching a couple of his fights, when he gets caught a lot of time and taken down. Uh, it is trans- in transitions, as you know, a lot of the time it is in mixed martial arts. But when he is able to take a guy down, or when he is able to uh, get into that position, it's also kind of from the transitions. So if you're a Zebo here, right, I'm sure, look, I'm sure he's going to go out and strike with Doombe, as, as smart as that may be, I don't, I'm, we'll find out. But I think it would be wise of him as well to throw in a few takedowns. You know, he's fighting out of the MMA factory, and, you know, the MMA factory is a good gym, but it's not exactly known for its wrestling. Look at, you know, Seal Gan and, and others as well. Um, but if he can throw in a bit of that, if he can make it a tougher fight for Doom, that would be a wise thing to do. He, I actually, like, I think he could have a bit of success going out there striking with Doomba, but, how, like, what really is success against him? Like, success is staying on the feet for two or three minutes before you get knocked out, right? That's all well and good if you're setting up something else, if you're setting up a knockdown. No. Or, sorry, takedown. Now, could Zebo catch him and knock him out? I actually think he could, right? Because he is a real power striker and a real good fighter. But it's very unlikely against someone as talented as Dume. You need to, you need to mix things up. You need to add in different things. You need to... 
not make it a kickboxing fight. Again, though, he has only been a pro since 2022, shorter than Dumba. So it's not exactly as if Dumba has been put in here against, um, you know, a, uh, a decorated mixed martial artist with a long career or anything. And he, as he shouldn't be. He's only four fights into his career. I think this is very, very good matchmaking. And you know what? I think, look, I think Dumba is going to win, but I think it's going to be an absolute barn burner of a, a scrap for maybe about two minutes and, uh, and someone's getting knocked out. Probably Zebo, I would say, if you're being... Um, if you're being honest, I wonder. I wonder if you're related to uh, the Irish rugby player Simon Zebo. I know Simon Zebo has a bit of French in him. Maybe, maybe Zebo is a very, um, maybe it's a very popular name over in uh, over in France. But we'll uh, we'll see on that one. We'll see on that one. Right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the comment event. Uh, the Lazy King Abdul Agurahimov is fighting Quimel uh, Atoni, and again, it's one of those fights where you go and you watch. Uh, we'll, we'll call him the opponent in a Tony, and that's maybe a little bit unfair. But I watched him, and I'm like, this guy is a good fighter. Again, you look him up on YouTube, the first thing you see is him fighting and beating Alex Pereira, the past UFC uh, middleweight champion. Now, that was 2015, but he did beat him. Um, I watched a couple of his fights. Now, he's, he's unbeaten in his last five with... Um, Four finishes in that time, three knockouts and, and one submission last time out against uh, Jose Diaz in 2022. You know, hasn't been massively active. He fought four times in 2021, once in 2022, hasn't fought in 2023, didn't fight in 2020. It was, you know, 2019 since he fought before that. So apart from, you know, that um, uh, he actually fought twice in, on a weekend in 2021 as well. It, it, it's not been the most active, but still, we, I don't think it should be much of, of an issue. Um, and him as a fighter, he is a, an absolute iron shin. Uh, he hits hard. He's wild. He throws these big uppercuts. He will go for us. He can wrestle. He is. I think he's three submission wins as well. Um, he is a very good fighter and a very effective fighter and a very fun fighter. But the Lazy King is a different level of fighter, in my opinion. Uh. You know, his only loss is to uh, Jalal Shawawi via retirement back in 2019. He's beaten some very good guys, and he beat him before that. Um, you know, he's beaten Carl Lamassu, beaten Carl Booth, Louis Gleesman. A lot, you know, he's what is he, 16 and 1? 16, 1 and 1. Uh, one no contest, sorry. Uh, 11 submissions, two knockouts. But I, I think. Look, when you watch him, a lot of, you know, highlights have gone on uh, uh, the internet about him, you know, Caposa getting behind him and all. And when that happens, he's become, like, a fan favourite. 28 years of age, still young enough um, in the welterweight division. I think, like, have, uh, going and looking at him again, have, like, I've watched him in, in a few months now, maybe a year even, and going and watching a couple of his fights again. And even one highlight popped up when I was looking him up. And it was kind of just a training video. And do you know one thing I think it's underrated about, about him? He's a freak athlete. Like the way he moves. You, you watch it in training. You see uh, people move like that all the time. Like, oh, yeah, they move well. But then to actually bring that into the fight. And you're like, when you watch him in the fight, if you, if you just watch him and look like at his athletic level, it is so high. Like the way he moves when he's striking transitioning and on the ground and you know and taking someone down the, the, the in between bits and on the ground he's a 
freak athlete. An absolute freak athlete. He's also one of those guys that, you know, you're watching fights sometimes and you're thinking, okay, move to this position, do that move. He does it before you even think it. He's such a good fighter. Um, and, you know, I talk about the MMA factory sometimes, not having all, his, all the best wrestling. He comes out of the MMA factory, and I tell you what, he is damn good wrestling. <laughs> really, really, really good. Um, he times it so well. He pops underneath for shots. Um, he... Um, he, once he gets it there as well, he's very dominant on top. But he can strike. You know, I, I was kind of amazed to see in 18 fights, he's only two knockouts. Because he hits, like, he hits hard. Obviously, he doesn't hit like an absolute truck, but he looks like he hits hard in fights. A lot of the time, though, when he hits a guy, he just kind of stuns him and takes him down. So maybe there isn't a the necessity to actually go in there against someone and just, you know, just fight with him on the feet or just knock him out or whatever you know he's willing to show his well-roundedness and that's smart and that's good I think um the one issue I think here is maybe Otani's size like he's a big boy like he is a big boy going in there against Pereira you know who is uh was a big 185 and is a 205 or now he looked to me bigger and stronger than him in that fight now as I said a good while ago at this stage but still the size remains um this fight, if I'm not mistaken, is um, is at welterweight. So, you know, getting down to that weight, and I, I think he's done it recently, but, he, you know, he fights, fought a lot at 185, getting down to that weight. He's going to have an advantage if he can get down there healthily. If he can't, maybe not. But it's it's a very, I think it's a very interesting fight. My pick is the Lazy King, I think. I just think he's too good. I think he's too good. I think he's a better striker, a better grappler, a better athlete. Even though Tani is very, very good in my opinion, but yeah, that's my call on that one, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the Lazy King and seeing, you know, seeing him maybe rising in um, uh, in levels of opponent as well, and seeing him getting a few names in there. I'm looking really looking forward to uh, to seeing uh, that and, and seeing how that plays out. I suppose um, one of the other fights we should take a look at here um, is. Uh, 205 it's, let's talk about the 205 tournament first of all Anthony Salamone against uh, Jacob Indo um, Salamone is again a very athletic fighter powerful good takedowns vicious ground and pound um, I remember talking about him the last time he fought and talking about how he loves side control um, which is uh, an unusual enough position these days for for people to like. Uh, it's usually the half guard. People try to get the because uh, they can control from there. But uh, you know, I've I've known Salamone for a good while. He fought obviously fought Will Flory from Ireland back in uh, in twenty twenty two. And looking looking at the preparation for that fight, I was like, whoa, this guy is, you know, this guy is a legit fighter and. You know, he lost to, to Will Flory, but, you know, he won his fight after that, obviously, to, to get to this position. And he was undefeated before that. So, 8-1 uh, and one in his career. Now, um, he's a, a kind of, I would say, like a classic clinch power takedown fighter. Um, and, look, when you fight someone like Will Flory, I remember saying before, like, that's going to be an issue. But against Jacob uh, Indo, um, maybe that won't be an issue. Um he is a very aggressive fighter. 
almost head down and throws. And if you're a wrestler wanting to push someone against the cage and take them down, maybe that's a good thing. Um, but he likes to clinch as well. You know, he rushes people into the clinch because of that style. Who's going to win that clinch battle? I think that could be massive in this fight. I really do think it could be absolutely huge in this fight. Um, he has lovely knees in that clinch. He has takedowns as well. Aggressive again on the floor. Very, very good. Good jab when he takes his time with it. But... I, I, I think this is an evenly enough matched fight. And I really do think that clinch battle, like who can get the fight to the floor? And if someone can win that battle, I think they'll win the fight. I really do think that's the win and losing in the fight. But having said that, maybe that battle won't be won by either of them. And maybe we'll turn this into maybe more of a kickboxing match. I'm not sure who wins that. Like I think early and though we'll have the um we'll have the better of it. I think his jab will help him throughout the fight, but I think Salomone's power might be a big part of that too. Really hard one to call. Um, I'm going to go for Salomone. I just think he may have a little bit of a higher ceiling. He's a little bit more uh, in the tank, as well, or a little bit more, um, uh, you know, experience. He's fought a little bit better, guys, and maybe that will help him through there in uh, in this one. Uh, the other heavyweight, light heavyweight, um, Tournament fight is Simeon Powell against Abdel El Rami. Uh, El Rami, even. And El Rami, watching him, I'll tell you what, it's fun to watch this guy. He's a big man with big strikes, high kicks, fast, wild man. Not the best takedown events in the world now, mind, but God Almighty, can this lad fight? Um, Again, like you, you, some guys you you watch them and they're like, oh well, you know what am I picking out here? Well, you know, or maybe a bit hard to analyze what really makes them good, what really got them to this level. Not this guy, not this guy. You know exactly what got them to this level, and it's his again a bit of a freak athlete in terms of a guy who's that big. He's not the tallest in the world now. He's what is he six foot? Uh, but he's you know well built and he throws these big high kicks and they land and they're dangerous um and he's i'll tell you what he's a danger for anyone he's a real danger for anyone the problem here though he's fighting simeon powell who is one of the best prospects in the world definitely at 205 pounds anyway um great outside striker with good pressure long reach good footwork Good takedown defense, but everyone's going to try to take him down now. I don't think Arami will, uh, but everyone else does. He struggles a little bit with body locks. Um, but again, a guy who's only young in his career and improving, and I don't think he'll be a major factor here. He's lovely body kicks, great cardio, um, even after the takedown attempts. And I, I've said this before about him, but I'll say it again. I think it's worth repeating. His best trait is his self-belief. I really do think he be- I think he believes in himself an awful lot. We saw was it the last fight he got a few takedowns in as well, so he's willing to um change things up. He's willing to take the fight to the ground. And I think that would probably be the smart play here. Uh yeah, he you know, he got a submission in, in his last fight. It was the um the third submission in his career. Um but you know, the other two were, were very early in his first three fights. I, I I think this fight could be a little bit of a rinse and repeat of the last fight. Take him down, you know, beat him on the ground and dominate there. I think that's probably the wise move. Uh, and I think it's probably what he'll do. But God almighty, I hope he doesn't for a while. <laughs> 
I would love to see this fight play out on the feet for a while. I think it'll be really, really fun. And uh, selfishly, very, very selfishly, I kind of hope uh, that's uh, that's what <laughs> what happens here in this one. Um, right, let's move on and let's talk about the 125-pound uh, women's bracket. Um, let's talk about Greg Eckert versus Valentina Skitizi first of all. Um, I suppose if you look at Skitizi, she's only 2-1 in her career. Uh, fine out of SPG, and I said it at the start, but everyone in SPG raves about her. They said she works really hard. Obviously, her brother, Daniele Skitizi, is fighting in um, in Bellator, and he's a very, very good fighter as well. Um, she won her first fight, and she looked good. It was a split decision, a close fight. Um, and Greg Eckhout also obviously won her, uh, won her last fight. Um... And uh, and got the, the unanimous decision in that one. Um, you know, she doesn't fight all that much. She's a bit undersized, I think, for the division. She's a good jab and a good one, too. But maybe not the best takedown defense. Maybe not the best on the ground. And I think that could be um, a problem against Katizi because she has good wrestling. She is good on top. Like, Echo, if she gets on top herself, she's not bad. And she has good ground and pound. But I think that that's the real key here. I I think on the feet, uh, like I'd be interested to see how it plays out on the feet. Um, you know, Skatizi doesn't have that much tape on her. A lot of it is, I suppose, on the ground, and we'll see how it plays out on the feet. But on the ground, I do think if she can get on top and she can control Great, I'd really think that is her best way to victory for Great. You would think again, like if she can get on top, she's very good there. But you would think she would maybe want to strike. Um, in, in this fight, she would maybe want to take it a little bit longer as well. You know, when you're only three fights into your career, to maybe test that metal a little bit. Um, it's very... Look, when someone's only three fights into their career, it's very hard to predict how they're going to fight. It's very hard, hard to predict how the fight is going to go. I think Skatizi, again, I'm talking a lot about athleticism here, but I think she's a good athlete, and I think that might see her through in this one. Um, I don't think there's any mistake in though the, the A fight here in the 125 pound division uh, or the A fighter even that's Dakota Decheva against uh, Cornelia Connie Future Home. Um, it's one of those fights where you think it's a little bit of a test for Dakota Decheva although maybe not massive. Uh, home is a southpaw she's good in the clinch and she does try to get it there often she's good knees a good athlete again which is a, a, a lot of the time someone like Decheva doesn't meet early in her career um, now she has actually in the amateurs fighting Shauna Bannon so that's a very good betting for where she is now home though not the greatest striker she just wants to get on the inside she just wants to get the fight to the ground which again is a good test for Decheva but Honestly, I think she's had bigger tests nearly in her in her career as an amateur. Maybe not necessarily as a pro, but look, the Cheva is she has it all. She's tall, rangy, switch stance fighter, long kicks, accurate strikes. She's getting better as well. I think the combinations are coming on and off a lot. Very good in the clinch. I think she was training in ATT as well. Just nasty on the ground. Great takedown defense of her own. She's just a level above people. Good cardio too. Good power. And on my notes here, I don't often write this, but no known weaknesses. Um, And I think that's out of vital go. I think she's... I think this has destruction written all over it, and I would be very surprised if we don't see Dakota Decheva uh, in the finale here. Um, 
And the final I'm most looking forward to on this card in the bantamweight division. I think the bantamweight uh, card is 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 fantastic. The two bantamweight fights: Franz Mambo against Francesco Nuzzi, um, and then uh, Kurshid Kakarov against Ali Taleb. You could argue maybe they're the four best people in in PFL Europe. You you really could. They are. Insanely good, insanely talented. Uh, let's talk about Tele versus Kukarov first, I suppose. Um, you know, Taleb, hard to wax lyrical enough about him. I gave him the big build up coming into his last fight, and it was just a destructive win, really. Yeah, he's trained by Akira Kurosani, um, a good switch stance fighter, loads of fakes and feints, good straight right down the middle, hits like a truck, good movement. Good jab, great cardio, great chin. And, you know, you look at guys and you look at their ability and look how good they are. But then you look and see sometimes, like, how tough is this guy to fight? How tough is this guy to beat? And he is a tough guy to beat. A very tough guy. Now, Kakarov is no joke either, though. Um, He fights at a very even pace where he kind of pops in, lands his good one-twos. He's a technical fighter. Sometimes he gets excited and sometimes he rushes in. He's more of a striker, but he's a good wrestler as well. Um, and honestly, like, I, I'm finding it very hard. I know I have to sit here and I have to pick someone. I'm finding it very hard to pick a winner of this one. I'm, go- I'm going to pick Ali Taleb because I believe his level at the very top is massive. Now, uh, Kakarov's fighting out of extreme couture. He's a very good gym. That gym is... You know, that gym is on the up and up all the time now. Um, and I wonder what difference that will make. I'm sure it'll make a positive one. Uh, you know, he's been in there against some guys, as well, good guys as well. You know, he's in there with Brett Johns over in Bellator. And, you know, he's been, you know, signed up to fight some very good guys. They haven't always happened. But I just think Taleb's, um, his, his all-around ability is something that is... <sighs> It's hard to look past, really. It's very, very hard to look past. Um, I think when you when you see him, Ryan, you look at maybe his size, five foot seven, but he's eight out of nine finishes. You know, five knockouts. Now, you know, Kukarov is, is five foot eight, not much bigger. Okay, they're they're one fifty fivers, uh, one thirty fiver. Sorry, uh, and he's you know a finisher as well. He's seven uh, finishes out of out of ten wins. I just I know there isn't much of a difference there. But I think the way Taleb does it, the way he looks, the aggressiveness of him, the ability to keep that aggressiveness, I think he's a real, real find as an MMA fighter. And I think um, I think he'll get the win here. I think he'll get the win here. And then the other one, Franz Malambo against uh, Francesco Nuzzi. I interviewed Franz. If you haven't seen that, please check it out. Not many people have watched it yet. It's a good interview. Franz is a real good guy and um, a real good interview as well. So check that out, please, if you haven't seen it. Um, this, again, barn burner written all over it. Newsy's a southpaw, fast and accurate, moves his feet a lot, power, counter-striker, very good fighter. Um, doesn't have the best takedown defense, maybe, but I don't think that's going to be a trouble here again. Goes for submissions and sweeps on the bottom when he does get taken down, throws a bit of capoeira. Whereas Franz on the other side of it, you know, I talked to him about, you know, he, he's obviously, you know, been around a long time, but, you know, he's probably well-known or best-known maybe even for sparring with Conor McGregor and being one of his toughest sparring partners. Um, and, you know, he even mimicked Floyd Mayweather. We talked about it in the interview um, when, when Conor was fighting him. And, like, Franz 
He's probably the most under the radar, underrated fighter in Ireland ever, I would say. He has been in there with some really good guys. He's been in there, you know. Look, just let, let me read out some of the names he's been in there with. He's been there Ricky Bandejas, who's been very good for years. Dominic Wooding, champion in Cage Warriors. Stephen Lawman, you know, I was only doing the, the preview for the, the, uh, the one championship card coming up this week. He's been in there twice with him. In fact, he's been in there with Darren O'Garman, who's a very good up-and-coming Irish um, Irish guy. He fought, what, three times in the one night over in Combaches, won them all, fought Curry, Tate, and more. Nathan Grayson. He's been in Aiden James. Been in there with some really, really, really good guys and beaten almost all of them. You know, 14 and 5 in his career. I'm telling you, this is the time for France. He's 32 now. This is his big opportunity, and he needs to go out there and he needs to win this fight. Been off... For a good while before his last fight, clipped his opponent, almost knocked him out, came up into a bit of trouble after that, but still in all, this this is a great fight. Like, Francis, a really good striker, a fantastic boxer. Like, sometimes he goes for that old guillotine when people try to take him down, he jumps on it, whereas he should be, like, pushing people off, getting to the striker room, because I'll tell you what, there hasn't... Apart from Benet's catching him once, no one has been beating him as a striker in, in the last long while like Franz has won um, what is it nine of his last ten fights only lo- losing to Bendes in a fight he was winning that is an incredible record incredible so I'm massively looking forward to uh, to that one um, the other side of it then that obviously that was the one 25ers then we have the one 55ers we've two Irish guys in this not fighting each other but maybe they will be in the um in the, in the finale, we have Dylan Chuk, uh, who's fighting uh, Jacob Kazupska, and we have Alexander Chivers against Ireland's John Mitchell. First of all, to, to Chuk, very impressed with his um, last fight against Connor Hughes. You know, he'd been off for a while as well. Uh, until last year, he came back out four years off. Um, he looked good in his first fight. You know, he got beaten in his second fight. And a lot of people, I think, were, were writing him off at that stage, if I'll be honest. But he bounced back, stuck to the process. He's over in Scotland now, and he looked brilliant against Connor Hughes. His wrestling was was absolutely fantastic. And he's opponent Kuban, his nickname. Um, he's um, he's unbeaten nine and all. Watched a bit of him. There isn't a load of tape out there on him. Um, but do you know what I think with him? He's a kind of um. He's a very relaxed fighter, and he has six six uh, finishes in, in nine fights. And he's one of these guys that kind of... it the, the finish comes to him rather than he going looking for it. And that's a dangerous guy to be in there with. So I think like I think for, for Duke, do exactly what you did in the last fight. There's no need to change things up. No need to adjust your game. Do what you did the last time out. Take him down. We use your... High level ability on the ground and win the fight that way. And if you're your Cuba, you should be trying to do the opposite. Either take him down and get on top, or or keep the fight on the feet and test the chin. Um, fascinating fight. I think the John Mitchell versus uh, Chivas fight uh, is uh, is equally fascinating. Um, you know, Chivas power striker, lovely left hook to the body. Uh, again, take down Vince, not amazing but improving. Um, he gets on top and he lands shots. He loves to fight in the pocket until his opponent goes back. Then he kind of cuts off the cage and he has control pressure. Lovely combination fighter. Um, again, this could be one where I think John Mitchell might be looking for the takedown. Um, we've seen a few of his fights 
where you know he got he got caught once and he got caught in a submission but he's been wrestling better recently he can you know he's Big shots as well. I, I remember watching. Was it the last fight where uh, I saw a few people talking about it afterwards? And like John Mitchell is kind of cutting people into believing he's a wrestler now. <laughs> you know when he can strike very very well. So it's interesting to see what he does here. Will he back the striking against Shivas or try to get the takedown? I would say a bit of both. I think he should definitely try in a few takedowns against Shivas uh, and see how that works out. Um, it's a tough one to pick again. Like I think the the I think I do favor friends against Newsy. I think it's a toss of a kind the Mitchell fight against Shivas. I pro- I probably just lean towards Mitchell because of the wrestling. And honestly, with the Chuke fight, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't seen enough of his opponent to make like a, a guaranteed call on that, as I as I would say. But um, I think they're two very interesting, two fascinating fights. Um, and those are all the um, those are all the the matchups in the tournaments. The last fight, I think, the only fight we haven't touched on is uh, Lizzie Jeevers against uh, Chanel Dyer. Again, Chanel Dyer um, came in, made her MMA debut in 2023, but the level of opponent she's had as uh, as an amateur is is very very strong. You know, Shauna Bannon again. I mentioned her earlier. She's fought her. Uh, she fought Sinead Newland, who's a very good Irish amateur as well, and Manny Moore has what, 10, 11, 12 amateur fights. Very very good record. Um, Jeevers is as three and one. She lost her last fight, obviously to, to Skatizi, but was was undefeated before that. Um, I I think Dyer will be able to get through this, and I think she will win it. It's kind of a showcase fight, I suppose, for for what's coming next, and I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Maybe we could see her towards the end of the year uh, as well in the uh, on the Dublin card. But um, yeah, that is uh, that's interesting. The fact that they have Chanel Dyer now, and the, the fact that they're giving her one of those showcase fights. So um, yeah, I think I touched on everything there. Just maybe to recap, uh, I, I'll give you my picks recap because I know people like that. I'm going with Dumbe. I'm going with uh, the Lazy King. I picked Salamone at a push. I definitely want to go with Paul and Decheva, obviously. The, well, the one fight I didn't mention, uh, Luigi Vanderimi. I'm going to pick him against Yais Couchet and Vanderimi. Another about nine and three, but he's been around a good while. He's a very, very good fighter. So I'm going to I pick him in that one. I'm going to go with Franz Malambo. Um, I'll, 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 I'll pick Kaz- Kazuba uh, in that one. Uh, although I'm not too sure I'm going to go with John Mitchell for the wrestling I'll go with Taleb uh, I think Skatizi's wrestling as well my winner there and I think Chanel Dyer will win in the opening bout of the night alright everyone uh, let me know your picks in the comments section below look forward to the card look forward to seeing it and uh, until then uh, please click the like button please click the subscribe button uh, my name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com and I'll see you all next time